shadows outside my door right now, which means that the dogs are waiting outside this door and probably listening to me record the podcast. Um, and that also means that Greg thinks there's somewhere that they're not. So, uh, yeah, hope that's going to be okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Hi guys. Welcome back to another episode. I missed you all so much. It has been yet another long, hectic week and I am just, I'm just going to try and land here. That's what they say in yoga. They're like, just land on your mat. And I always picture myself like flying through the air and then like landing with a thud on my mat. I don't think that's that, that is what they mean, but that's kind of what I always pictured. Anyway, um, off topic already. I am just going to try and like get in podcast mode right now because uh, I've been up for three hours already. It's been a bit of a morning as it always is. Um, yeah, I have not changed my stance on puppies. I, I still think that I like dogs. I don't like puppies. I like puppies for about 10 minutes and then I like dogs that know what's up and puppies don't know what's up. And Hazel does not know what's up. It's getting better. Um, she's definitely already like more mature than last week. Okay. She's not mature. She has matured a tiny little bit since last week and maybe has had less accidents and but now she keeps like trying to eat our plants and stuff so it's just a whole new plethora of things that that have come about since um 11 weeks has turned to 12 weeks uh yesterday she was officially three months old (laughs) and that's still younger than willow when we first got willow because we got willow at 13 weeks and hazel is currently 12 weeks so We've been dealing with the young, annoying puppy stage for a lot longer than we did with Willa, and um, it's a lot. <laughs> so yeah, it's just been hectic, and I'm honestly just happy that I have the time to sit down and record this podcast right now. So yeah, I'm just going to try and get into get into podcast mode right now. Um, how are you guys doing? Let's all just, let's all take a second to ask ourselves how we're doing right now. If I took a second to ask myself how I was doing, I kind of just feel this overwhelming feeling of stress um, and feeling, yeah, like I just haven't had a lot of time to myself. Like I've just been so focused on having a new member in our family. Uh, it sounds honestly like I have a baby. I have a baby animal. (laughs) Um, I know mothers of actual human babies probably have it way worse, but yeah. Um, yeah, I feel a little stressed, but it's okay. Um, today's podcast episode is actually kind of related to that. So that's good, but I wanted to kind of do a little life update for you guys since it is the, almost the end of October. That is very exciting. Um, It's a couple days until Halloween right now, and I don't even know what our plan is because I really don't think it it will be a good idea to have trick-or-treaters coming to our door when we have, like, a new dog and we also, like, Willa. We haven't really trained her super well with greeting guests and stuff, and I think with people in costumes, she'll be kind of freaked out. So I don't really know what we're going to do yet. We have to really figure that out. (laughs) But this is also our first year in the house and I've never had a house myself where people have come trick-or-treating and like for the past however many number of years I've always gone out and done stuff on Halloween and I haven't been home to pass out candy. So I was kind of excited for that. 
But then also I was a little bit conflicted because of the whole like zero waste thing and wanting to limit the amount of plastic and packaging and Halloween is super, super wasteful for packaging. Like those little chocolate bars and candies that are wrapped in plastic packaging that people eat like 10 of at one time and each individual one is wrapped. It actually hurts my soul. So I don't know, maybe Halloween's just not going to be a thing this year. Maybe we'll just like turn off all our lights and pretend we're not home. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I have no plans for Halloween, but, but I do have big plans for November. Um, that makes it sound like I'm going away on a trip or something, but I'm not. My friend Katie, hi Katie, I know you're probably listening to this. Actually, she's been on the podcast twice. You guys know Katie. Anyway, we have planned a uh, oh my gosh, not a fall, a November decluttering challenge. And we are calling it Novemperge. <laughs> I just leaned in really close to say that. So basically, the challenge is on November 1st, you purge one item from your house. So purging can mean um, like throwing it out if it's something that just really you can't do anything else with. Um, recycling it if it can be recycled donating it, selling it, or giving it away. So those are kind of like the five categories of ways to get rid of your clutter. Not everything obviously has to go in the garbage. There are so many other ways, like so many other things you can do with the items in your house that you don't use anymore that are cluttering up your life. So yeah, on November 1st, you purge one thing. On November 2nd, you purge two things continuing the pattern and I'm not a math genius as you guys know but I'm pretty sure that by the end of the month so on November 30th on that day you would purge 30 things um so by that time adding all those things up it adds up to be I'm pretty sure 465 things now that might seem like a lot and it is a lot but keep in mind that one thing could be a broken hair elastic. One thing could be a mug that you never use. One thing could be a cardboard box that has been sitting in your closet collecting dust. One thing could be like an old t-shirt or a sock that doesn't have a match. So it doesn't have to be like huge things like pieces of furniture or anything. It can be really, really small things. And at first I was kind of racking my brain. I was like, oh my gosh, there's no way I can do this. I don't even have that many things but oh, was I wrong? <laughs> I have been going through the different rooms in my house, decluttering and seeing just how many items I hold on to that I don't need. And I'm pretty sure just by doing that with like two rooms, I definitely have over a hundred things and I have them all in piles um, in our downstairs guest room. So I have like a, a donate pile, a giveaway pile, all that. And I kind of estimated and I definitely have over a hundred things already. So the challenge is off to a good start and I already feel so much better. And, and so that was just my bathroom and my bathroom cupboards and like vanity drawers were absolutely packed full of products that I have not even used for quite a few months, I don't know why, but just all of these companies started like getting my address and I started getting a lot of PR packages sent to me and I didn't necessarily request them. And so I just had a lot of, and I'm not complaining at all. Like it is such a blessing to be able to try out new like skincare products and hair products and all of that. 
But to be honest, after like the second PR package of just products that you never asked for or products that you don't really need, they just start accumulating in your house. So that is a large majority of my giveaway pile is just like products and products that I think definitely other people will want. um, I haven't even done my office closet yet and I'm in the office right now and I'm looking at the closet and it is staring back at me with all of its clutter. And um, so that's going to be next on my list. I also cleaned out my desk and I had like so many random pens and markers and stuff that like don't work anymore. Um, Things that I kept for literally no reason thinking I might need them also going to do my clothes at some point even though I kind of do that periodically so anyway if you guys want to join into November purge you can start using the hashtag on November 1st tag me in your stories tag Katie her at is at Katie E Conklin k-a-t-i-e-e-c-o-n-k-l-i-n and you can tag us both I'm at it's live b-i-t-s-l-i-v-b And we would love to see what you guys are purging in November. So also with November purge, I have decided to do a no spend November. So yeah, I'm just really going all out. I always have felt like November has been kind of a simultaneously boring and simultaneously stressful and wasteful month. Um, I feel like kind of leading up to Christmas, people are buying new decorations, people are buying gifts. It's like there's Black Friday and there's just this really big kind of consumerism push. And I have always just felt very like November has just been a weird month because in Canada, we don't really have any holidays in November. It's kind of like the in-between between Um, October, which is Halloween and Thanksgiving for us and Christmas, which is in December. Those are just the ones I celebrate. Obviously other people might celebrate other things in November, but um, yeah, November has always felt like a very in-between month for me. So I wanted to challenge myself during the month to kind of keep it interesting and just kind of challenge the way I've always done things. So yesterday, Greg and I sat down and we did the scary thing, which was looked at our finances and we made up like a big budget spreadsheet. I'll also tell you guys what triggered this because that's just another whole story. I have so many updates. So much happened this week. Um, Anyway, so we made spreadsheets. We figured out exactly what expenses we have every single month because we're adding a couple new ones. Like we have, um, like we're getting pet insurance for our dogs and stuff like that. So we kind of like budgeted everything out to make sure we have enough money for that. And we also wanted to see how much money we have been spending on things like groceries, eating out, shopping, that kind of stuff. That is never a fun thing to do. I don't know if that kind of stuff stresses you guys out, but it does stress me out only because I feel like for a while, like just with, I don't know, like moving and dogs and like changing, like going from an apartment to a house, I started incurring all these different expenses And I didn't really take the time to sit down and really look at what they all were. So for a while, I just kind of felt like I had no idea where my money was going and like what I was spending it on. Um, And all it takes is, you know, a few minutes to go in and look at your bank account and see exactly what the charges are, when they typically come out and just kind of get a handle on your finances. And 
we also sat down and just planned out kind of like our financial goals, like the kind of things that we want to do in the near future and then like in a little bit later future. So for example, in the near future, we want to fence our backyard for the dogs and we also want to redo the backsplash in the kitchen. Well, I want to redo the backsplash in the kitchen. So those are kind of like some big things that we needed to plan out and budget out and just have kind of at the forefront of our minds to kind of curb frivolous spending that we don't need to do like eating out as much as we do um anyway so whoa this is getting boring but essentially we sat down we planned out all our finances and then I decided okay I want to do no spend November it's going to be a really hard month to do that because like I said in November I feel like people start like ramping up their spending and there's just always a whole bunch of things that come up and you're like oh this is just a one-off thing this is just a one-off thing but it all adds up. And so I wanted to challenge myself to do a no spend November. So basically how that works is essentially you just don't spend any money besides the absolute necessities. So I will obviously be paying for things like my house, my car, insurance, like all the things that are kind of non-negotiables that you have to pay or else you get in trouble. Um, but I will be limiting things like um, like shopping for any reason, um, and that also includes thrifting because it's supposed to be no spend November um, and uh, eating out because we do eat out quite often. Usually it's just out of convenience, like we're out, we don't have anything at home, like we didn't plan our groceries well, that kind of thing. So yeah, you guys get the gist. So basically, yeah, I'm going to be challenging myself in two ways. In November, I'm going to be decluttering and I'm also going to be not adding any new clutter um, and spending any money that I don't have to. So that's really exciting. If you guys want to join in, like I said, use the hashtags, tag me in your stuff, send me messages. I would love to do these challenges with you. I'll update you guys on how it's going, obviously, since I'll be podcasting all throughout. But what actually, um, I guess, triggered the financial uh, assessment that Craig and I did was um, my company. So I am incorporated like for my YouTube and um, blog and all of that cookbook. Um, and my company is being audited by the government. So basically what that means is I got my accountants to file my taxes and then the government was like, mm, actually, we want you to like prove all of this essentially. So that includes, like, that involves a ton of work. Um, it involves looking at every single receipt and every single transaction that you have made for a whole entire year. Well, actually, it's a year for me. I don't know. Some people might get audited for a couple years, but um, I need to, like, fill out a spreadsheet with every single transaction that I made in the whole year, like, what it was, where it was, basically putting all of the receipt information onto a spreadsheet and then they also need to check some of your receipts to make sure that you're not lying. And then they also need like all of my um, company invoices. So like for, for brands that I worked with, like what I invoiced them, they need to see all of that. They need to see where the companies are. Like they just need to do a whole big thing. And it sucks because not only did I have to pay my accountants to do my taxes, I now have to pay them even more money to tell the government the same information yet again just to prove that I'm not like sketchy and I only had a week to do it. So <laughs> it has been a stressful week, like I said, and I definitely had not been 
as organized as I should have been for some of the year. Because as you guys know, 2018 was a kind of hectic year. I went through a breakup, which means that um, I kind of just like let a lot of things slide and I wasn't being as careful with stuff. And I was just like, I can't even worry about this right now. Like I'm just not in the right headspace to do it. And so now that I have to go back and try and remember so much about that time and like what I was spending money on and like all the things happening with my business, it's like I'm realizing now how big of a deal it was to not be as organized because it's just taking a lot of time now. So if you guys have your own business, like take the time right now, literally today, right on your to-do list to either get a bookkeeper or find a system to have a very, very, very organized um, like bookkeeping system. Because I can tell you the government can just audit you whenever they want and you have to comply and you have to give them what they want. And if you're not organized, it can be a really huge pain in the butt. So that's just my little PSA for today. Um, hope you learned something. <laughs> I I kind of knew this would happen. Like I just had a feeling that I was going to get audited at some point like early on in my career because the type of work that I do, which is basically all online social media work, is not normal, I guess. Like, <laughs> I feel like it's not very regulated still. Like the government still doesn't really have a good handle on how YouTubers make money and like how best to um, verify their income and stuff. So when you when you do YouTube or when you have your own business, typically you have quite a lot of income streams. It's not just like you work for a company and that company pays you. It's a whole big process. It's like a lot of things you have to think about and things you have to keep organized. So um, yeah, I just had a feeling that it would happen and it did. So anyway, that's, yeah, that's been my week. So yeah, I feel like this week I had like a few days of absolute panic and like freaking out and just feeling like my life was just an absolute mess. <laughs> and then a few days um, when we actually started getting all of the audit stuff together and like working through it all. And then yesterday when Greg and I sat down and did like our personal finances, I really do feel a lot better. And I feel like sitting down to organize your life sometimes is like so it honestly just makes you feel like you're a new person. Like it is so beneficial and so helpful. So today I wanted to talk about, um, I found this graphic on Pinterest and it was called 15 ways to make your life easier. I posted it on my Instagram story. So if you follow me on Instagram, I am at it's live B, <laughs> um, then you would have seen it possibly, but I wanted to go through it today because I feel like you guys especially can benefit from this so much. It's like a very self-helpy kind of post and I wanted to go through it because I just felt like it helped me so much and it just helped motivate me to want to make my life easier and eliminate the stresses in my life. But yeah, I thought that 15 ways to make your life easier would be a very cool podcast topic. So I did not write this myself. It comes from the website called balancethroughsimplicity.com. But I wanted to go through it in the podcast today because I feel like it will be very, very helpful um, for you guys, just like it was for me. So 
um, yeah, let's just work through the 15. And if you want to go grab a notebook and pen, go ahead. The first one on this list (laughs) is number one, get your finances in order. Spend only what you've got and clear any debt. So that was super relevant because Greg and I had just done that. And when I saw this, I was like, oh my God, that is so, that is literally the first way to make your life easier. Because I feel like for most people, the biggest stress in their life is money and not knowing, like being stressed about money because they just don't really have a full grasp on their finances. Making a spreadsheet with exactly how much money you have had come in for like the past couple months and then go through your expenses in your bank account and list out all of the things that you typically spend money on in a month and that will just give you a really good snapshot of like where your finances are. If you have any debt, it can be a good way to start planning how you're going to pay it off. Like you can cut back on, let's say like eating out or shopping and you can put that money towards paying off your debts. I think I've gone over this enough in this podcast, but getting your finances in order is literally step one for every everything in life. I think just, just knowing where you stand already makes you feel so much better because even if you don't like where you stand, then at least you know and going forward, you can make different decisions. Um, okay. That is step one. Step two, (laughs) surprise, surprise, get rid of the clutter at home. Something that Katie and I talked about when we talked about November was the fact that it is so much easier to keep your house clean and to just have a more stress-free life when you're not spending time looking for things or spending so much time putting things away. A a clutter-free house is a clutter-free life. Like cleaning up your space makes it so much easier to um, be more organized in every other area of your life. I fully believe that. I fully like have experienced that so many times. So yeah, get rid of your clutter at home. The next one is don't put things off. Do them today and get them off your to-do list. I think we can all relate to procrastination, (laughs) but doing things as soon as you have to do them and not just sticking them on a list and letting them fall by the wayside month after month, doing them right now is always better because it always shows you, like I'm pretty sure 99% of the time things are not as bad as you build them up to be. And if you give yourself enough time to build up that task in your mind, it's going to make you want to do it even less. There has been something that Greg has been meaning to do for months and months and months and months. And yesterday I wrote it down in our little goals section on our spreadsheet. And I said, okay, the first action step is to just email this person and ask what to do. And he was like, you know what? I'll just do it right now. And then as soon as he did it, it took him no time to find their email He emailed them just saying like, here's my situation. Can you advise me on what to do next? Boom. He had set the wheels in motion to get this huge thing done that he had been meaning to do that he didn't start because he didn't know how. And that's the same with me, like with my tax audit. As soon as I sent that to my accountants and said, okay, what do I need to do from here? They were able to give me all the steps I needed to do and all the things they needed from me to send to the government But had I put it off for any amount of time, I would have built it up in my head so much and it just would have become this huge, huge stress. So I cannot stress enough 
not putting things off, especially things that are causing you a lot of stress or things that you really need to get done in order to move forward in your life or move to another chapter in your life. Just just send the first email. Take the first step. Do the thing that you have to do to get the wheels rolling and I promise your life will feel so much easier and better. Okay, the next one is be intentional with your time. Don't waste time on things that you don't want to do. So this is kind of a big theme I would say online is the power of saying no. If you're the type of person that never wants to disappoint anyone, so you say yes to everything because you don't like being the person to say no or to turn things down, you have to stop doing that. You have to stop committing to things or saying yes to things that you really don't want to do. I have done this in the past. I still do it sometimes where you, you know, just like quickly agree to something and then as it gets closer and closer, you start dreading it and you know it's just a waste of time and you don't want to do it. Just learn to be comfortable saying no and be more intentional with your time. Okay, the next one is simplify your priorities. Focus your time and energy only where it matters. So that's kind of like the flip side to the one I just said. Sitting down and making a list of all the things that are really important to you and all the things that you feel good about spending time on. So for me, that would be um, my dogs, Greg, my family, friends, like those kind of things. Those things are top priority for me. Um, Work also falls in there, like YouTube, podcasting. Those are the things that I always want to be able to make time for. So when things come up that I think will impede my ability to focus on my priorities, it's a lot easier to say no because I know what my priorities are and I know that I'll be spending time on things that really matter to me instead. It's not like I'm just saying no because I'm lazy and I don't want to do it. I'm saying no because I know that I have more important things or things that are more, um, things that are just a higher priority in my life that I want to focus on. The next one is plan and prepare. This is something that I've been thinking a lot about lately because for a long time, I was always kind of like a, a, a kind of last minute person. Like I felt like I liked going with the flow and I never really planned ahead for anything. I didn't sit down and take time to think through the steps of what I was about to do. And like if I had everything or if there was something I needed to bring or if there was someone I needed to talk to beforehand, I would wing everything. And that usually just blew up in my face every time. (laughs) And so now I have to be so much more prepared all the time. So for example, we went out for lunch the other day. (laughs) There I go again, eating out again. Um, but it's not November yet, so that's okay. Uh, so we went out for lunch and we brought Hazel downtown for the first time. I just had to kind of plan everything out. I was like, okay, it's kind of cold outside. Since we have our dog, we're going to have to sit outside. So I'm going to wear clothing that is appropriate for sitting outside. She also, it will be like her lunchtime when we are out. So I'm going to bring her food so that she's not, you know, sitting there getting cranky or like getting really hungry and acting out because she's uncomfortable. The next thing was like, okay, we're going to want to take some pictures. Let's pack the camera. Do we have the charger? Do we have the memory card? Okay, good. It's in the camera bag. Good to go. I just feel like I've gotten so much better at planning and preparing for even just like minor outings, like taking my dog out to a patio for the first time. And a way to make your life easier, I swear, is to just take an extra 
10 minutes the night before or like an hour before you walk out the door and kind of walk yourself through the steps of what you're going to be doing and make yourself a little list of what you're going to need or what you need to do before you leave. And um, yeah, just so much better. Okay, moving on. (laughs) The next one is get organized, establish systems and enable things to run smoothly. This has helped us so much with like having a new puppy um, is just kind of establishing a system of like, okay, when are we going to shower? When are we going to work out? When are we going to eat? When are they going to eat? And kind of working things out so that you have a system so that it's not just utter chaos all the time. That being said, it has just been utter chaos all the time because that's just the nature of things. But working on having systems to help things run more smoothly is really helpful. And um, same with my taxes. Like after I get this audit done, I am going to make sure that I have a bookkeeping system that allows me to be super, super organized right from the start so that I never have to deal with this again. The next thing is be specific about goal setting. So yesterday when Greg and I um, kind of did out our financial goals, we took the top ones or like the top like life goals that we had um, for the near future. And we, like I said, built out action steps. So for Greg, that first step was sending the email to someone Um, for the fence. Like we want to fence our yard. The first step was getting a quote. We already did that. The next step is kind of getting a savings plan so that we can start Um, saving up the money to pay for the fence. (laughs) And then the next step is to book the time to have them come put up the fence. It's really easy to kind of set goals. And I think at the beginning of every year, everyone kind of like makes resolutions or sets goals, but doesn't necessarily create action steps. And you can't really achieve goals without having action towards them. So, um, yeah, I feel like November just kind of a really cool way. It has like built in action steps. So if you want to, like, let's say you have a goal to declutter your whole house, having an action step every single day of like this day is one item, this day is two items, this day is three items. It helps you kind of work up to that big goal. And that's why I love that challenge so much. But yeah, just being really specific about goal setting and creating these action steps to, I guess like help you take the first steps because sometimes goals seem so big or so lofty. You don't really know where to start, but having action steps is super, super helpful and helps you get really specific on like how and when you're going to be able to achieve them. The next one is develop routines. Um, I feel like that is kind of the same as establishing systems. So yeah, we've talked about routines. If you guys want to hear a whole episode about routines, go listen to my one. I think it was two episodes ago, um, all about like how to deal with a change in routine. We talked about routines a lot, so I'm not going to go over that again. The next one is declutter your wardrobe. So yeah, that is kind of different from decluttering your house. I think um, I'm including both in the November challenge, but if you want to just declutter your wardrobe, like if your house is not a complete disaster like mine is, then um, just decluttering your wardrobe helps so much. And then you are just left with all of the things that make you feel really good and that you really love wearing. And then you also get to donate clothes um, to like thrift stores and other people get to have use out of them. So that's really cool too. But yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone knows that decluttering your wardrobe just makes your life so much easier. (laughs) The next couple are a little bit more like focused on your inner world, I guess. So 
The 11th one is make peace with yourself. So this kind of encompasses a lot. I feel like there's a lot of steps to this and this would actually be a good topic for a whole podcast episode. But essentially for today's purposes, (laughs) making peace with yourself means not being too hard on yourself, accepting yourself as you are, accepting yourself for how you look And just realizing that you are a unique person and you shouldn't spend time trying to be someone else. That honestly should be a whole other episode. If you guys want me to do an episode on that, send me a message. Um, But yes, the next one, number 12, is look after yourself so you feel stronger to look after everyone else. So this reminds me of the metaphor where people say um, if you have like two cups and your cup is empty, and you're trying to fill up someone else's cup, you can't do it. Once your cup is full, so picture like someone pouring tea into your cup, and it's overflowing onto the saucer, that is when you should be starting to fill up someone else's cup. Once you are a kind of like whole and strong human, and you have taken care of yourself, all of your needs are met, then you can give your best self and kind of give your best help, I guess, and like look after other people. Trying to do that from a place of not mentally looking after yourself and also not physically looking after yourself, it starts to get really draining and you can get burnt out really fast. So, you know, it's it's self-care and it's it can be a lot of work. It can feel selfish to spend time on yourself, but just kind of have that metaphor of trying to fill up someone else's cup while yours is empty. You can't do it. So you have to make sure that you are filling yourself up first, that you are taking care of yourself, that you are, you know, doing self-care, whatever that means for you. It's different for everyone, but if you have people in your life that you have to take care of or people that you want to support, make sure that you are taking care of and supporting yourself first. The next one is protect your time and energy. So I think that kind of goes back to the other ones that just talk about using your time wisely and um, figuring out what your priorities are and what the things are that you should be saying no to, um, to, yeah, just, just protect your time and energy, you know, not waste your energy on things that aren't really worth it for you. The next one is identify the biggest stress in your life and make an action plan to tackle it. So that's kind of like goal setting, but I think it's also like if there's something that's really, really stressing you out, breaking it down and kind of trying to figure out how you can tackle it um, automatically makes you feel less stressed about it when you can kind of see it for what it is and see like exactly what it is that's stressing you out, it's a lot easier to overcome it. And if it's something that, you know, just needs some like hard work to kind of accomplish and to get rid of, you'll never get that far if you don't kind of outline what it is and um, identify what it is and what exactly is stressing you out in your life. And then the last one, I loved this, is go for a walk. (laughs) Get fresh air and exercise, have a laugh, and remember that the simplest things are often the best. So I thought that that was a really good note to end on. I absolutely love that. And whenever things get stressful or bad or you feel like, I don't know, the world's just coming down on you, 
go for a walk, especially if it's a nice day. It will help you feel so much better. It just makes everything feel easier. I feel like I have a lot of like mental breakthroughs on walks and I seem to solve a lot of problems. So yeah, I love going for walks. But if you guys have any tips on how to make your life easier, send them my way. I can like post them on my story or whatever. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed the long life update, but I feel like it was kind of necessary for me to get all of that off my chest. So I hope you don't mind. Uh, If you have any requests for future episodes, I would love to hear them. Send me a message, send me a DM on Instagram, um, send me an email, whatever. Thank you guys so much for sitting here and listening. I hope you are having an amazing day wherever in the world you are. If you want to participate in November, it starts on November 1st and I will be posting and Katie will also be posting on our accounts and on our story, just sharing daily like what we're getting rid of and how it's going. So follow along. I am at It's Live B and Katie is at Katie E. Conklin and yeah, use the hashtag November I also will probably be using the hashtag no spend November, but um, yeah, you can follow along all of that on Instagram. Thank you guys again for listening. I love you all so much and I will see you in the next episode. Bye guys. Bye.